0: This is the Dealer News Today podcast. The podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton, with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? Andy, it is a good afternoon. The weather is gorgeous. It is hot outside. It is car selling season all around the country. I'm getting calls left and right. Dealers are... Uh, definitely encouraged by what they've been experiencing the last few weeks in auto sales. People are out there shopping, they're spending money, and they're buying cars.
1: You know, it's funny, you you started that way. I think, I'm thinking you're going, it's nice outside. Maybe we should go to the beach or something. Maybe we should go golfing. You're like car sales weather, right? I mean, that's
0: how you think. This is an automotive podcast, and by nature, you know, it's a habit for me when I look outside and see the sun, you know, it's good. It's a good time to go test drive a car, it's a good time to go buy a car. And, you know, being on the retail side in the automotive industry for so many years, You know, you really live by the weather, even, I will say this, when it's overcast and it's drizzling on a saturday or sunday that's great too yeah right yeah oh yeah because then people aren't going they to got the beaches. nothing else to do they're not doing a barbecue they're going out car you know car shopping so you know when i look outside though and i see this gorgeous weather you know it's encouraging for the automotive industry to have weather like this it does do something you know when you got that shiny new car in your neighbor's driveway glaring when you walk outside then you look in your driveway and there's that three four-year-old car that's dirty you know it, it, it almost gives you that ability to say, I, I want that car. You're too. ready
1: to go. You're ready to buy. You're yeah. ready to shop. That's I, right. I want a new car. Well, you've been talking to a lot of people lately. You've get, you've been getting a lot of insight because people really are uh, picking up the pace. They're working a lot more. Give us some idea of what you're hearing out there because
0: it is very energizing to you. What, what are you hearing? Look, here's the good news. Auto sales are surging. We've been talking about this for weeks. People are getting out there. They had ex- they had leases on extension. They're leasing new cars. They're out there. They're they're test driving cars. And you know what we were talking about is brick and mortar going away. I'm hearing from dealers that, you know, even if it's appointment only in certain states that are still restricted to appointment only mm-hmm. sales, they got appointment scheduled all day. So the brick and mortar concept of going away, not happening, ladies and gentlemen. People
1: are shopping, they're out there doing their People are
0: out there, you kept it, you know, it looks and we kept people cooped up way too long. They're out there, they're shopping. Now let's talk about the only negative that I'm hearing from around the country. The bubble in inventory that we constantly hear about on our shows, the new car inventory is a problem and it's going to become a greater problem within the next few weeks. So dealers are out there. They're trying to buy every new car they can from surrounding dealers or for for that matter, surrounding states. And they're trying to just, you know, get to a place of really being comfortable with their inventory, maybe boosting up their pre-owned inventory. And then on top of that, really understanding we just can't give cars away. You know, it's, it's probably not, you know, on this automotive podcast, we could talk about this, but you know, if there's only two of a model on a dealership lot, you're probably not going to get the best deal. Yeah. We got a supply and demand issue there. Let's continue this conversation. A word from our sponsor. First, this podcast is sponsored by DCG acquisitions. DCG acquisitions is the automotive industry's most successful dual agent acquisition and growth specialists. For more information and to view their collection of premier dealership listings, visit DCG Acquisitions at DaveCantonGroup.com. You
1: know, Dave, yesterday we were talking about the supply issue, specifically Toyota. Toyota's having troubles getting supply to the U.S. for all sorts of reasons. I mean, that has uh, that's going to have a long-time effect. Tell, tell me more about, help me understand more, what happens when there's a manufacturer supply issue to the overall uh, ability to sell.
0: Look, Andy, there's only a few times in my career that I could really remember inventories having problems delivering product. And one of them that just comes to mind, you know, is is, is years ago when there was the tsunami back in Japan and they were having problem delivering product and, and you know, it, it was a problem, right? You couldn't get certain product that was built in Japan. Well, you know, and then there's auto manufacturers in the U.S. that go on strike and all around the country that are all around the world, for that matter, that go on strike. And that prevents cars from being built. Never before has it become an issue like this, that during a crisis of being closed and plants not being able to operate and function or or operating and then having to close and then reopen or scaling back and understanding what's the new normal of process of how many people are allowed in in a plant. The effect is long term. This is not an overnight fix. This is a gradual fix that's going to take time to get dealers back the inventory they need. But to your point, I was on the phone with a Toyota dealer yesterday that, you know, their monthly allocation is in the hundreds. And this was like in the single digits. So it's a huge wake up call for everyone around the country with certain with certain brands that are going to have to find ways to adjust.
1: Well, great advice. uh, Great notes on the supply issue that
0: we're having right now. We've got a great episode. Great guest today. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. Look, a lot of people hear from some great executives on this podcast. And today, for the first time, we're going to bring you two leaders, two industry leaders that both are at Cox Automotive Dealer Software executives. Wayne Pastori, VP of Ops, Dealer Marketing and Tracy Fred, VP of Ops, Sales and Service, and both of them have a message that they want to deliver to the automotive industry today. Let's get them on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have two, not just one but two Cox Automotive Dealer Software executives, Wayne Pastori, VP of Ops and Dealer Marketing and Tracy Fred, VP of Ops, Sales and Service. Good afternoon, Tracy and Wayne. How are both of you today?
2: Good afternoon. Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here.
3: Good afternoon, guys, and thank you for having us today. This is going to be some fun.
0: It's great to hear both of your voices and to have two industry leaders on our podcast this afternoon to deliver some great insight for the automotive industry. You know, we all want to get right to it. We know that you have a, a statement and a message that we want to get out to the dealers. So I'm going to read this message and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So the message for the dealers is let's return and reimagine auto retail, but let's not regress. So I'm going to turn that over to you guys. It's an incredible message. Let's return and reimagine auto retail, but let's not regress. Powerful statement. Clearly understood, tell us a little bit about it. Why did you create this message and 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 how is it being delivered, and what's the purpose?
2: Sure, I'll jump in first if that's okay, Wayne. Um, so one of the things that I think, you know, even given the, the, the struggles that we've seen dealers have through the COVID pandemic, um, one of the things that's been really energizing is seeing how dramatically accelerated the adoption of digital tools has been through this time. Um, and what we saw in many cases was that dealers were actually able to sustain their businesses by adapting quickly. Uh, to the use of digital tools that were available to them. And one of the things that we've known at Cox Automotive for years is I believe that dealers have had the desire to adopt digital tools, um, but their ability to implement and not only implement on their part, but also get consumers to adopt on their side has always been challenging. And when COVID happened, it really forced not only dealers, but also consumers to adapt the way that they engage with businesses and dealers in particular. And so we saw things like, you know, dealers sustaining their service business by enabling um, vehicle pickup and delivery digital services Uh, across a 42 store dealer group. For example, a dealer said, this is something that would have previously taken me months to implement And he implemented it in a matter of days and said it saved his his service business. And what's been interesting to me is the opportunity that this presents to our dealers. You know, one of the things I've always loved about working with car dealers is they're entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs, when faced with challenges, see the opportunities. And so, you know, going back to the example of that dealer and specifically the service pickup and delivery, what he said was it saved my dealership during COVID. But it's going to enable my business going forward because what I know is um, allowing dealers to or allowing consumers to engage with our business this way is a driver of customer satisfaction and ultimately retention and gives me a point of competitive differentiation. And so that's one of the reasons that this is a really compelling time for dealers to be leveraging these experiences that they had during COVID and specifically these adoption of digital tools to reinvent and reimagine. What their businesses could look like going forward, Tracy. That's
1: that's excellent. I, if if you've listened to the show for a minute, you know that that's exactly the sort of thing that we've been talking about throughout the entirety of of COVID and and the crisis that we're going through is this huge uh, push on digital. And if you're not up to date on digital, if you're not proactively thinking on that, you're making a huge mistake. You know, Wayne. I was reading your bio, and I was I was laughing to myself a little bit because one of the parts of your bio sounds like uh, an intro to this show. Uh, <laughs> you take a proactive approach to understanding the challenges that dealers face in a rapidly evolving landscape. I mean, isn't that what we're doing here? So we're all yeah. doing the same thing. Wayne, help me understand that. What what do you see as, I mean, there's the obvious here, but but let's get into detail. What's evolving? Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? What are you helping dealers understand today?
3: You know, the interesting thing about that is, you know, when you think about digital retailing, uh, digital retailing until, you know, the pandemic hit was really a set of tools. Right. And it was a set of dealer tools. And the viewpoint of those tools was let's train dealers how to leverage the tool. What the pandemic has done is um, changed, as Tracy brought up briefly, and I love the term reimagine, Right shoppers, um, especially in the car industry, have learned to reimagine how they look at cars and how they look at the car buying experience, right? So as a result, the digital retailing side of the house has gone from simply a tool set to a change in process, right, and a change in behavior. So consumers don't wanna just go online now and and go to a bunch of different spots and and, um, have a disjointed experience, right? They wanna go to one connected experience and start somewhere and, and feel that they control the process and feel that any one period of time is that, hey, how do I ask a dealer to help me, right? So I can't get in my car and go to the dealership, but what I can do is hopefully be able to press a button and have a sales rep come up and talk to me and walk me through a deal, right? And then connect me into the buying process. And that's a big shift. And I think that shift does a couple of things. First of all, with any tool, especially in the digital space, tools are always evolving, right? And, and dealers will go from tool A to tool B. But with a consumer experience, a dealership is more willing to to stay with that tool and build their processes around it. So one of the things we wanna do, and and one of the things the playbooks that we put out there is explain that, you know, you have processes, make sure those processes are are somewhat, you know, have long lives to them, right? And you're really not just jumping in and out of tools or or, um, you really create those best practice processes and then align your your marketing approach to the processes, right? Where where are consumers, um, how do their behaviors change, right? Well, especially in this environment, they're more um, sensitive to incentives, they're more sensitive to reviews because they can't go in and see a store. They need to learn about the store online, right? So connect those experiences, those processes with your digital marketing strategy and then your tool sets that Tracy talked about earlier.
1: You know that's uh, I think that's right on the from the beginning to the end no matter whether it's digital or analog the way that you're interacting with your with your customers is going to be critical so great points on that Tracy here's uh, my question for you you were talking a moment ago about how much more digital uh, the dealers have become even just through the pandemic is their attitude better because this is something that i've always criticized on the show is I feel like the auto industry has been slow to adopt tech that they do it begrudgingly that they they don't do it as as well as perhaps other industries have over time. Has the attitude changed towards di- towards digital, or is it just begrudging acceptance at this point?
2: I think that's a great question, and um, I think that what what we've seen is that um, dealers are not. Um, kind of treating it as begrudgingly as they have in the past because they're seeing the results and what is achievable through the use of digital tools. For example, one of the tools in our world is in our X-Time Inspect product, uh, product is a tool through which a dealer can send a consumer additional service recommendations digitally along with videos that bring transparency to the recommendations that they're making and what they've seen as a result is an increase in approvals and an increase in the amount that's approved and and they're doing they're they're getting these approvals or these additional recommendations approved much more efficiently because i don't have to call a customer and explain something and wait for them to call me back and so it allows their service advisors to scale in a big way as well. And so I think it's been not that they're, you know, t- slow to adopt digital tools, but they've been, in some respects, forced to or compelled to. And now that they're seeing the efficiencies and the results that that can drive for their businesses, um, they're, they're far more inclined to continue to find ways to embrace those types of technologies. Way so On to it.
3: Oh, Can go I add ahead. To that one comment, you know, I think also what's happened is, you know, five years ago, the, the, the dealers OEM partners were really only telling a dealer, hey, just have a website, right? Just, just be present, right? I think OEMs are understanding also the impact of, of having a, a complete digital storefront and, and digital tools, and they're helping the dealers become more educated on the process, right? And educated on best practices and best tools to use. And the dealer feels like they have more support from the OEM, they're having more financial um, support from the OEM around co-op, more things are co-op now. Um, The OEMs are are really making sure the providers are are providing best practices and and things that help dealers sell cars, right? So I think the dealers are now adopting better because they feel they have more support from their OEMs also.
0: At the end of the day, it's becoming more of a collaborative effort on all fronts to work together to deliver the message. And that's a little bit what I want to talk about now. Let's talk about consumer confidence, right? So, you know, obviously, every dealer is experiencing a surge in sales. You know, I'm speaking to dealers all around the country that have been busy, regardless if it's still appointment only allowed to come into the showroom or the showrooms are back to being open. They're busy. So the brick and mortar concept is still here. Uh, My question to you, Wayne, is. How does a dealer, how does a manufacturer, what's the message that they need to deliver to build consumer confidence?
3: You know, that's an interesting question. I talked um, with a CEO of one of the OEMs a couple of weeks ago on this topic. And really it's making sure that the dealer is reaching out, right? And explaining to the consumer that a, um, Cars are still available. The ability to shop is still available. When you have to come into a dealership, we're still safe um, and getting the message out there. And, and the dealer, the change now is that the dealer has to be a little bit more proactive in explaining how the dealership operates. Don't be afraid um, to explain information. Don't be afraid to put pricing out there. Don't be afraid to be, quote, more transparent with the shopper. And the goal there that that, that CEO is telling me is what we want our dealers to do is be building books of business now so as demand starts to continue to improve, for example, you know, just, you know, May over April, you know, we're up 57% in demand, right? Um, just what we're seeing in new VDP views, um, new leads um, form submissions, so the demand is getting there. So, you know, dealers, if, if they're out there, that they're showing the reputation of their dealerships, they're gaining the confidence of those consumers, they're ready to buy. Um, and now that they have that presence out there, they they, just, they create a digital relationship with the consumer in the dealership when they are like ready to pull the trigger. They know where to go. You know, that's a great point. Go ahead, Tracy.
2: Oh, I was just going to add to that, even from the service side. I mean, I want to underscore what Wayne's talking about, which is kind of you know, in order to boost consumer confidence, it's kind of about meeting consumers where they are. And so like, Mm -hmm. even from the service side, if I know, you know, a consumer is more likely to service their vehicle at my dealership, if I know it's being sanitized and disinfected, or if you will arrange for at home pickup and delivery, um, or if you're, if you're allowing me to pay for my services online so that I don't have to have an in-person interaction with a cashier. I mean, I think a lot of it is about leaning into, um, consumer preferences and data. You know, if I, if I have confidence that, you know, I can be safe and do business with you the way that I feel comfortable doing so um, I'm much, I'm that much more likely to engage.
0: You know, that's a great point. And that, you know, really brings me, we speak about data and we're really all living off data today. You know, I know that Cox just did a recent COVID-19 study and it, it blows my mind, but I mean, obviously the results are the results that. You know, more than 50% of the dealers are saying that, you know, they're going to go back to their old ways of marketing and delivering a message. And I think there's nothing more critical today than how that message is delivered. What's your guys take, Tracy, Wayne, each of you can answer. What's your take on a dealer going back to their old ways and their old approach of delivering that marketing message?
2: Yeah, you know, I would go back to what I said earlier about dealers being entrepreneurs and seeing the opportunities in times of challenge. You know, if you think back to like the economic downturn of 08 and 09, um I was with a, another Cox property called Beato at that time and that was just at the time where dealers were just starting to list their cars on the internet and think about market-based pricing. And what was interesting during that time is You know, those dealers that really embraced the opportunity in front of them that the Internet offered and um, that market based pricing offered not only survived that economic downturn uh, downturn, but they thrived as a result. And I think while today's, you know, issues are not completely analogous, there's there's some similarities there. And so when you lean into the consumer data where consumers, you know, um, you know, prefer to 58% of consumers who purchased a car during the pandemic felt the experience was much improved due to being faster and smoother or two out of three consumers prefer a 100% online shopping experience. I mean, that gets back to that whole idea of looking at the opportunities that have grown out of this challenge and meeting consumers where they are. And so the thing that's always interesting to me, you know, when that study shows 50% of franchise dealers are thinking about going back to the old way of doing things. What's most interesting to me about that stat, apart from the fact that it really isn't leaning into what consumer preferences are telling us is the flip side of that stat, which is that, 50% 50% of the dealers will continue to do business in the new way. And so who's more apt to win? If 80 some odd percent of consumers are telling us they prefer the new way of doing things, and there's a subset of dealers out there that are going to continue to meet those consumers where they are, um, you know, I, I feel like there's a strong case to be made that, that you're going to be missing the boat if, if you're one of the folks that's going back to kind of the old way of doing things.
3: Nope. Yes, and Tracy, I want to add on that. You know, similarly on the digital, the digital marketing side, you know, 08 and 09 was an inflection point for digital marketing, um, where really deals started to ship more of their share of wallet to digital. So you know, I'll similar to thing. what Tracy I'll brought up, those inflection points are there. And then it. it's and interesting on that stat: 50% of the deals that want to are planning to switch back. You know, we just had a um, a big push of the DR product over the past two months. And we only see 4% of those dealers looking to maybe change or not being satisfied with the process. To Tracy's point though, I think what's gonna happen is those 50% of the dealers that are thinking about changing back, once they see that consumers are gonna spend more time online, are gonna be wanting to interact more with the dealership uh, versus just simply submitting leads, which was the old way, which maybe those 50% of dealers are thinking about that, hey, my website's just a lead submission tool so I can go back to the old way, when they realize that really what's happening is consumers are retailing online more than just lead submission i bet you that number drops
1: guys uh i can't thank you enough for all that you've had to say and all that you've had to share this is uh great to have two people's perspective um really a, a unique experience a little bit of a lightning round 30 seconds to each of you i want to know tracy from you first what are the mistakes that you're seeing dealers make in the digital uh, world today? 30 seconds each. Tracy, you go first.
2: I would say the mistake that I see dealers making is not making use of the resources that they have available to help them with best practice use of their tools. Um, For example, at Cox Automotive, one of the things I've always loved is it's just, it's not just about the technology it's about best practice use. And I feel like dealers sometimes don't take advantage of the opportunities to lean into all of the resources available to them. And so the playbooks that we have available at dealerplaybooks.com as a resource set to help dealers use digital tools or our performance management team, which is a team of um, auto retail individuals who can help with best practice use of the tools, lean into those tools. That's the number one miss I see dealers making.
1: I think you were at 45 seconds, Wayne. Let's see if we can keep you to 30. (laughs) I'm joking, guys. It's, it's a totally artificial <laughs> time frame. So you take
0: all the time. You get one life. point
1: off, Tracy. One <laughs> point <laughs> one for Tracy.
3: Wayne, you got 30. Okay. So as, as Tracy mentioned on the playbooks, and I think we talked about the marketing playbook, I think the two things dealers aren't doing or can do better at is make sure they're aligning their digital strategies to how consumers are behaving, right? So look, when, one thing we learned from the pandemic is that folks aren't watching regular TV. They're, they're all cord cutting they're all on Netflix. They're all on YouTube. Make sure your digital advertising aligns to that, right? Understand where you're putting your dollars. Make sure you 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 meet those consumers everywhere on the internet, right? Make sure your reputation and your Google My Business pages are up to date and you're driving your views into those pages. And secondly, market your whole dealership. Don't just put digital ad dollars into new cars. If you have used cars, put them there. If you have a, if, you know, your most profitable area of your dealership is your service bay. Make sure you're marketing to your service bays and your fix-ops. In your aftermarkets, complete a whole dealership marketing plan and align to how consumers behave. Wayne, you came in at about 53 seconds. So you get minus two oh. points.
1: Tracy, only minus one. Great answers from we both of you We have a guys. winner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, we have, we have a winner. Uh, you guys, it, how how excellent. Great answers. Thank you.
0: This has been absolutely incredible. Wayne and Tracy, we're so thankful for the time that you guys have committed to come on to the show today and to deliver such incredible insight to the automotive industry. One more time with this message for the dealers, let's return and reimagine auto retail, but let's not regress. Powerful statement coming from you guys. Tracy, Wayne, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Stay healthy and stay safe.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys very much for the time.
0: I love the lightning round. I love it, Andy. That was incredible. I mean, they both lost. We didn't even have that on our notes. Andy came up with that out of nowhere. 30 seconds, I guess it's
1: not enough time to talk. So, okay, great, great digital uh, perspectives on where we are. You know, I think that plays in so nicely with what Dave's talking about earlier today. It's about every aspect. It's about staying current. It's about being aware of your surroundings more now than ever before because there's nothing that's normal.
0: Andy, some of my greatest takeaways from such an incredible incredible interview. You know, Tracy's point of view on, you know, understanding meeting the customer with your message, getting the message to your customer, not waiting for the consumer to come to you. So important to do today. Then you look at what Wayne's talking about as far as making sure all your marketing efforts, okay, have some sort of synergy around them that they that one supports the other. And I think in business today, we don't do a good enough job of making sure that our social media, our digital, our our traditional marketing all delivers the same message. And right now, that's what we've been hearing from consumers. They need to hear communication. They need to hear a message. And the greatest message you can tell people today is it's okay to come into the car dealership. So you got to make them feel comfortable. You know, reading that survey, understanding that more than half of dealers are considering to go back to their old Non-digital methods, once shelter in place, mandates are gone, is a little mind-blowing because the the consumers are telling us today, we heard it from Tracy, that that they enjoyed this process. And one of the things that we need to take away from today's podcast is I think the greatest takeaway is in every dealership across America. It's time to speed up the process. It's time to get consumers in and out faster or delivered to their homes and make them feel more secure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. More great episodes on its way.
3: Until
2: next time, this is Dealer News Today.